Hello there. It's showtime, Mr. Funny Bones. With your hosts, Tyler Kane and Alex Lyshow, this is Two Clowns and a Goat. Hey, okay. what's up, dude? So, I love the intro. It's amazing. Fantastic. Yes. Are we, like, legally okay to use that? Because <laughs> <laughs> even after taking the legal class, I'm still not 100% sure how copyright actually works. I say we're good until they take it down. Okay. I can go with that, too. Um, <laughs> we'll go with that. If they ever magically listen to our podcast, I'll even be more surprised. Yes. I think at okay, that point so, we'll know we're on the tr- right track. So spinoff question of that, because I was thinking about this last week. Okay. Are you, like, concerned that – because we talk about a lot of people on this podcast that yeah. one of these people might actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so these <laughs> – the two girls that are giving me all this material lately, they – they're inquiring about this podcast every day. When are you going to tell us the name? When are you going to tell us the name? I'm like, you're not getting the name ever, ever, <laughs> because we talk about you all the time. I don't want to hear what – I don't want you to hear what I'm saying about you because <laughs> I got I to gotta, – like if, if they realize that I'm talking about their stories on there, they won't give me any more good content. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to keep the material flowing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Okay, because I was thinking about that recently. I'm like, if we ever hit some friendships, yeah, or we just like, hit it big. Oh yeah, and it's we'll not just... like our friends would even listen to this anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think only Arnov listens, which is I'm pretty. I am too. If Arnov, anyone... thank you for being our first dedicated listener. Yeah, thank you, sir. I mean, if if anyone did actually start listening and this thing got big, we we definitely wouldn't be. Uh, uh, Confirmed to the Supreme Court. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's true. Too. Be taken down. Um, not so. You got any? You got any cool updates or anything like that? So, let me tell you the story of what happened about an hour ago. Oh snap! Okay. So I just want to start off by saying I failed myself. <laughs> I failed you. I failed our listeners, listener, and I failed God. I just, I let everyone down, including myself. So I texted you and yeah. said, I'm going to go talk to this girl. <laughs> for the podcast. So, before the podcast. For the podcast, exactly. So let me, let me paint the scene for you. I'm in a class today from 8.30 until an hour ago. So like 4 o'clock. All day long, I'm in this class. And there's this girl in there, and she's so cute. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is one of the cutest girls I've seen since I've been here. She's, she's like five foot two, brunette. She had these huge glasses on, these huge pink stylish glasses. And she just rocked them, dude. I like so, I'm a fan already. Yeah, and so we kept making eye contact. And I'm like, okay, like, like good sign. second or good third sign. time, I'm like, all right, so this is a good sign. This is a good sign. And so that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to talk to this girl at some point today. So that's when I start going through my 
opening lines. I'm rehearsing in my head what's going on. I'm totally disregarding any content being taught. I'm totally zoned out. I'm in my own little world going through scenarios. <laughs> and so I settle on just something very simple. I went through all this stuff. I was thinking about going and like going up to him and saying, hey, uh, I'm looking for, and I point off in a direction, uh, your number. I was thinking about <laughs> doing that because I don't know if you watch Angry Picnic on YouTube, but he's the man. <laughs> He's so good at approaching random girls, and that's his okay. go-to. That's his go-to, and it works every single time. They laugh. He at least gets a laugh. I'd laugh. It's a good one. So I was thinking about doing that, and then I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm ballsy enough for that. So I settled on, and I was feeling very confident about, hey, I really like your glasses. You really rock those. Just something simple, just an opener. Easy, yeah. And then kind of going from there Based on how the conversation goes, I was gonna I was gonna boast about my 2020 vision, maybe poke fun of her, you know, just lighthearted banter. Right, right. And then based on that energy, I was gonna say, well, listen, uh, I am having trouble seeing one thing. I, I'm hoping to get your number and focus. Something like that. <laughs> it's just stupid. But I was feeling good about it. I was feeling so good about it. So I, I like, saw bad. So I was like, okay, listen. This is it. I'm locked in. I'm feeling good. And then the class ends. And I was like, okay, it's my time to shine. And I get my bag. I pack up. I stand up. I turn around. And she's still sitting there on her computer. And she hasn't started packing yet. I'm like, okay, this is Uh, interesting. Did not factor this in. I thought we were all going to be leaving. I was just going to, like, kind of run up behind her and do this. (laughs) And so I kind of killed some time in the room. I went and talked to a few of my friends hoping she would like start packing up as the group of friends I'm in leaves. As we all leave, she is like halfway done packing. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Come on, come on, come on. So I start stalling. I'm walking really slowly, really slowly. And then after like 30 seconds of walking, she appears behind me. She's walking down this hall that we're all walking. She's about a hundred feet behind me. And I'm like, this is my chance. If I'm not a coward, if I'm legitimately a man, I will stop walking. And she was all alone. She was all alone. I will stop walking. I will fall back and deliver my stupid glasses line. And I didn't. <laughs> TC, I didn't do it. And okay. for the last hour, I have just been absolutely killing myself. Sick. I've just like, the feeling of not going through with it is worse than any it's feeling horrible. of rejection. Oh man, it's horrible. Uh, so we've all been where you are. We will all be where you are. And <laughs> first off, I think it's the one. It sucked. It sucks so much when you have. All right, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. And then something changes, yep. and suddenly you're like, okay, what do I do now? And so good on you for trying to adapt. You try. You try to adapt as best as you could. Thank you. Uh, and does it mean something that she stayed behind? Was she, you know, trying to secure herself by herself so that you would approach her? <laughs> don't put these thoughts in my head. I'm just saying, I'm just saying maybe. I don't deserve maybe. the benefit of the doubt. I'm a scum. I'm a loser. I don't deserve any of this. Now, every time this happens, it's another reinforcement, another learning experience. Remember it. So, and then when the moment comes around next time, just don't think. 
So here's the good news. Okay. There is tomorrow morning at 8.30 an optional follow-up class. I'm going. I am going. I wasn't going to go. I am now 100% going. If by some grace she is there and she decides to also optionally come, I promise to you right now, I promise to our listener, and I promise to the world, I am talking to her tomorrow. That I can promise you. I believe you. Um, and she's wearing glasses. That's the type of person that goes to an optional class. Th- that so, is a good point, dude. <laughs> good point. Oh, also, I can also tell you. Yeah, yeah, go. That's the exact same thing I would do. Not going to go, <laughs> oh, there might be a cute girl there. I'm going to the optional class now. Yep. Yep, exactly. So, also, I have her name. So, that is also kind of interesting. Her name is Alyssa. But it's okay. spelled with an E. Like, Alyssa. Interesting. Very interesting. I think it's, I think it's attractive. I do, too. It's different because there's a lot of Alyssas, but this is an Alyssa. Yeah, and think of all the nicknames I could call her when we get serious. <laughs> you could go with L. You could go with Liss. You go from not even talking to her to, all right, well, what am I going to call her when we get serious? I got to figure this out real quick. Nah, I do the same thing. Do the same thing. So that, uh, that is my update. That's what happened all right. today. All right, um, well, I look very much forward to hearing how this goes tomorrow. And I'm going to be so sad if she's not there. If she's not there, I'm going to be so sad. Uh, okay. Well, I had a wedding this Saturday. I've been waiting to hear about this since last week when we recorded. Tell me everything. So, first off, I have absolutely no idea if planning a wedding is always this, like, monumentally stressful and much of a disaster. Okay. But, like... So Friday, we went to the rehearsal. So it was just us, my preacher, my family, her family, and uh, the wedding planner. It was and just walking a, through everything. Was this at a restaurant? No, it's at a – we just did the ceremony. So it was at the actual botanical gardens. Oh. Okay. Which – so get this. We're driving there. It's literally uh, like right down 41. You know like how you have like uh, the whole Chick-fil-A movie theater section of 41? Yeah. And then you go a little bit further past that light, and then you hit another kind of intersection with some businesses. It's right there on the right. Okay. And so, like, I kind of knew generally where it was. And so we pull in there. That is the very first place I ever valeted. <laughs> Wait, and so what? I pulled in there. I was like, I valeted here. My mom's like, what? I'm like, yeah, because it's like this huge botanical garden, and we parked like 200 cars in there. And the only reason I remember it is because it was the very first place I ever valeted. And I was like, no way. What a small world. <laughs> So that's weird. Uh, yeah, it's a nice place. Some lady, like the people that were there, were like giving us twenty bucks each. It was great. Is this by the CCs or further past the CCs? Further past the CCs. Um, oh, okay. I know the intersection you're talking about. The next intersection yeah. after that. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a good landmark. It was like a, it's like a CVS. That's something I really remember. Okay. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so we do the rehearsal. We drop off some stuff there for tomorrow to just set up, and we go out to El Nepal. Eat some dinner. It's whatever. Nice. Um, and then so Saturday morning we get up, we go 
grab some breakfast, you know, because that's pretty much the only thing he could have time to do with his job with like a bachelor party, which was kind of kind of sucked. But yeah, and so he goes early to go get dressed and kind of set some stuff up. And so I take this time because I told you I ordered to blow up Santa, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so on the Amazon page, it told me you plug it in, it blows up, you put it in your yard. Okay. And so I blow it up in my room, I unplug it, and it starts deflating. And so the next hour and a half of my life are dedicated to trying to keep this Santa Claus from deflating. And I use duct tape, I use packing tape, I used a little plastic cover, I kind of manufactured out something in the garage, and none of it would work. All of it was deflate, so I had to, I had to toss the Santa. It was so sad. What was wrong with it? Was there a hole in it? No. So, like, you would plug it in, and it had this vent that would suck up air and blow it up. Yeah, and when you unplugged it, the vent would just like let all the air out. What? And so I, I could I could not cover this vent up enough to keep it from because def- I would have to like keep it inflated for a solid, you know, two and a half hours while I uh, we were actually doing the wedding and some of the reception, and it never worked. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. This was you. You normally have it plugged in in your yard, constantly blowing. And I ordered it on Amazon. It said you plug it in you inflate it and then you put it in your yard so i was like okay. <laughs> be constantly plugged in to stay inflated okay but okay. apparently it did that's what i get for 20 dollars blow-up santas I guess. But, <laughs> so that's okay. fine uh so you got dressed put on some suspenders nice. you wearing suspenders okay so I, I i put them on for five minutes before caitlin's wedding and i i hated them i couldn't i hated them feel they were that the work, no matter how much I loosened it, I couldn't like raise my arms above my shoulders, or suddenly like I'm pulling myself into a wedgie, and then yes. like I can't, I, you just can't twist, you can't move. Yeah, I, like when I put mine on, I, like the entire back side of my pants were like pulling out. Yeah, and I was like, what is what is going on here? It sucks. It's just, yeah, it's so inconvenient. Yeah. So, for literally like six hours straight, sucked. Uh, but so we go, we're on the way to the, because we were, the wedding started at 4.30. We left about one, just kind of get there, right. take some pictures, get ready, all that stuff. So we leave at about one, and then my brother calls us, and he can't find the bow ties. And this is... <laughs> what? He had these custom-made bow ties yes. with a map of Middle Earth on it. Yeah, yeah. you told me. Yeah, so he can't find them. He thought they were in that box, so in that box. Uh, so he's like blaming my mom because she told him they were in the box. Or I was like, I told you they were in the box because you told me they were in the box. So they're like snapping back and forth on the phone. My mom hangs up. We're like way uh, past Seven Hills on that road towards uh, where Ty was. She's like, we gotta turn around. So we turn around. We head back. They look on the table. They're not there. She calls them back. He's like. Well, I don't know. That's where Hannah said she checked. I'll go check. My mom's like, you didn't check? So he goes out there. He checks. They're like, okay, they were in the box. My mom was livid. My dad was upset because my mom was upset. (laughs) I'm just sitting there like, oh, my gosh. This is going to be a disaster. Oh, my gosh. So we get there. And it actually looked looked great. Like, it was so hot the day before, about, like, like, four in the afternoon miserable but right now it's kind of cloudy the whole wedding was outside nice. it wasn't bad uh and so we took some pictures and then we sat, <laughs> i sat there and i streamed the clemson 
phone. Uh, <laughs> all the way probably up until the wedding started, I was just watching football and talking. Uh, That's commitment, baby. I know, right? So the wedding starts. Um, it was pretty small. It was like – so we paid for about 55 people there. Okay. We had like close to 50, 52 show up, which is a lot more than we actually expected because no one really RSVP'd. So we're like, oh, cool. And a lot of people aren't coming. Right, um, right. Okay. So it was like it was a solid amount. Nice, Most of his family. But, uh, so the way they did it is it was, such, it was like a two-minute walk from like where we were to like the formal walk to the actual stage or whatever. But so my brother and the preacher went first and then I went next. And so I'm just sitting there standing next to my brother. And it's like <laughs> – did not really feel like how he's getting married. It didn't really feel real until like I was staying there yeah. next to him. All these people are looking at us. The music's going, and I either talk a lot when I'm nervous or I don't talk at all. Yeah. And so I was just, I was just, you know, chatting. I was like, you know, I, I was like, you know, I can't believe they're not playing thunder. Like it was like two celloists. I was like, you think you can play thunderstruck? He's like, you got fifty bucks on you. I was like, that's all it takes. I can't believe they that. <laughs> and I don't know if you can remember or not. But I really don't whisper well. Okay, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, so I've I don't whisper very well. Okay. Caitlin used to like tell me that all the time in my marketing class we had together. But I, I just I just don't pay attention to it. And so we're probably like 15, 20 feet away from the front row where my mom's sitting. And so I'm just talking to him. My mom just goes, Shh. and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> And then oh. so there's just like silence up until – uh, the other groomsmen gets there, and then we wait, and then sh- the bridesmaids, and then she comes up, and then they get married. It's pretty great, you know. Wow, it was just pretty sick. I, I was, I was so nervous. I was gonna drop the ring before I gave it to him. Gosh, I was like, "Don't mess this up." It didn't mess it up. So where did you have so, the ring in your pocket? Okay, so it started off in that you know that little small, really small pocket, like right outside the actual pocket. Yes, that's where I put it. I was like, all right, I'm, we're making use of this thing for the first time around. <laughs> put it in that pocket. And then, like, like so the preacher's talking. They're saying stuff. And I'm like, what happens if it gets stuck in that pocket? I can't get it out. Because, you know, that pocket's really small. <laughs> so I took it out of that pocket. And I was just kind of, like, twirling it in my hand, kind of fingering it. And I'm like, does it mean something if I put it on the ring by accident? I don't think so. And so I was just kind of like, holding the ring. You were Larry David, dude. You're Larry David with George Costanza. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> But so it was good after that. We took some pictures. Uh, then we went to the reception. Reception was good. Uh, How was like the music? Barbecue catering. How was the music? I actually I don't remember. Okay. And part of it is because like her sister put like a huge Spotify playlist on and was playing that at the reception. Okay. But literally, so we showed up like twenty minutes after everybody. I was absolutely starving. I ate really quick. Yeah. And then just because like there's we had to like find a couple extra tables to put out. I was just talking to people and then I had to go uh, do the speech and then decorate the car. Like I was really not paying attention at all to what the music was. Okay. Okay. And how was your speech? Walk me through it. So <laughs> I had, I didn't really formally write it out. I, my, uh, my phone died. <laughs> so I had no notes at all. I just kind of had a general idea of where I was going and where I wanted to end up. And so I'm not saying I winged it, but it was really, really close. (laughs) But everyone was telling me I did a great job. I felt like it was pretty okay. I did not, like, I had some jokes planned out. 
And I was just in that moment, adrenaline's pumping. I skipped like, I skipped like three or four of them. I wanted to like tell this whole story about how he basically got me into my first fight. Skipped it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I made I made him cry. Which, if you want to judge happiness and the goodness of a speech by emotional context, I feel like it was a success. Oh, you made him cry as a home run, dude. I made him cry. So that leads me to my next question: Is did you cry? I did not. Honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, part of it was because, like, I don't know. Like, I get, I I get why it would be emotional. And I get why it was emotional for him, because he's like taking this next big step. All this stuff's going on. I get why. I'm emotional. Uh, at the same time, like, he's been for three months. Yeah. He's starting a new job. This new stuff lately. I'm just like, all right, cool. Now he's married. Like, it was weird <laughs> for sure. But I was just like. I mean, I'm not gonna cry about this. This is kind of <laughs> so that kind of neat, right? This is someone else giving me a Christmas present. This is great. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. That that's awesome. I'm glad it went great. Yeah, definitely. Even my mom was like, "That went way better than I thought it would." So. <laughs> no, dude, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Man. Say congrats to your brother for me. Definitely will. Hey, we can. You want to congratulate him on top of this podcast? The way the world hears it. Yeah, uh, Cody Kane. Congrats. Hope you're having a good time. Um, enjoy nice. married life. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll pass it on to him so he actually hears it. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so I think we've taken our first steps to becoming, I don't know, like a, a verified sports podcast. Okay. That's a good way to put it. Because you had a take that is actually turning out to be a correct take, and you said it on air. Well, thank you, dude. <laughs> thank you very so, much. It's pretty cool. Because the, the Vikings don't look – their defense looks marginally bad. Dude, it, there's something wrong. And I don't know what it is because they didn't lose any players. No one's hurt. Mm. I, I, I mean it, – It's a mystery. I'm not sure what it is. It, I don't know. I don't know what's going on Xavier Rhodes. I think he's still playing either. good, but he had some sort of temper tantrum last week on the sideline. He did. And didn't he, like, I can't remember if it was him or not, but one of their corners came up with, like, a knee issue uh, following Diggs on an out route. I think that was Oh, him. that's true, too. That's true. Um, uh, dude, I, I don't know what's going on, but, but Josh I mean, yeah. Allen is so bad. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play in the NFL, and he torched them last week. Yeah. the, the we, Yeah, I mean – there's no re- like I, I want to say just because like they're good players, clearly a good defense. Like they're gonna figure this out, but I'm not really sure what they have to figure out. They're not missing personnel. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a it, it's a puzzle. I don't know what's going on. So it's really definitely not the Bills having a good offense, and it's definitely not. Because I mean, I understand you understand the Packers. You can understand the Rams. Yeah. And so is the Bills just that outlier game? I don't know. I, I don't know, but, I mean, Rodgers put up 29 on them on one leg. Like, he could not move that game. And that's with five field goals in the red zone. Like, we were yeah. continually moving the ball on them. We just couldn't put it in at the end. But something's wrong with yeah. them. I'm very happy about it. I'm not questioning it. Let's let oh, it I'm ride sure. into the ground. I hope Zimmer gets fired in a year or two. Let's watch a so, bird. Uh, going off of that, like, 
how do you beat the Rams? Because they looked absolutely phenomenal on defense, on offense, passing, running. Even special teams looked really I, – how would you go about attacking that team? I mean, the obvious thing is you got to get pressure on golf. Now, that is not an easy thing to do. So, I don't know how you stop their offense. I really don't know how you stop their, off, their offense. I think you can attack their defense, though. And I think Kirk Cousins played a great game. He looked really good. Yeah, no, I agree with that. They put up a lot of points on their defense. They did. And it wasn't really until, I think, probably the fourth quarter where Aaron Donald honestly started making an impact. Yep. Um, I think you can run it on him. Even though Donald's there, I think you might be able to run it. on him because the linebacker is weak for them. That's their weakest spot on the team. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, they also – they were without Tlaib. I don't think Peters was 100% healthy when True. he was playing. Uh, but I, there's absolutely no way you're going to – like, you have to have a pretty explosive offense to beat them. Um, the, the Rams – Because – Yeah, 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 go. They'll just, they'll just outscore you. It's insane. Yeah. Their, their, their offense is so creative. It's so efficient. It's so fun to watch, but it's also scary oh, knowing yeah. that they're in the same conference. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I can really only see – like honestly, I think with healthy Aaron Rodgers, Packers can stand a chance. Um, we would just because they might might want to shoot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to want to shoot out because there's no way that defense is stopping Gurley or Goff. Um, the good news is they don't have the edge rushers that you know scare you. Like who's their edge rusher? Oh yeah. I mean they don't. They don't it's honestly them. like Aaron Donald's their. I mean, he's the only pass rush I can really think of. I think they have one more interior guy that's pretty good. I just don't really know his name. Oh, they have Sue. Yeah, they have Sue. Yeah, they got Sue. Yeah, they have Sue. But that's Sue's old, and I think you can game plan to run it. You can game plan against Donald and get some running room. And the other good news is, like, if Rodgers gets healthy, which he's – I think he's almost healthy, he will be – because we play them in, like, a month Yeah. in L.A. Yeah. The good news is I think he's going to have time – at least to, to roll out of the pocket. He might not be able to step up and through, but he'll be able to get out of the pocket, make some plays out there. But he's got to be he's got to be healthy there. He can't stand there oh, and yeah. take the Aaron Donald bull rush up the middle, or it'll be over. But and well, probably be a fifteen yard penalty. But that's a good point. But here's here's my silver lining with the Rams, the team that everyone says is the best in September, early October, never wins it all. That's true. Something happens, um, injuries, they get cocky, a lot of film comes out, maybe they figure them out down the stretch. I don't know. The best I, team early on usually never closes. No. And I firmly believe, like, if Gurley, if something happens to Gurley, I find it hard to believe this team wouldn't, I don't want to say collapse, because Goff does look really good. Those throws he was... Like, those are insane. Yep. But they're not going to be able to function without a running game. Because, yep. you know, Woods is good. Cup is good. Cooks is good. But they're not going to win every one-on-one matchup every time. It's just yep. not their skill set. They operate off really deep play action passes, operating in space. Uh, it, it, so, it runs through Gurley. 100% yeah. runs through Gurley. The only teams I can think of that might stand a chance right now is Jacksonville, and maybe the Bears. 
Gosh, dude. just yep. And the Bears are iffy just because it depends on whether you're getting six touchdown Mitchell Trubisky or you know, so average Trubisky. Here's the thing with Trubisky, and I I'm, I think we were talking about this last episode. A lot of people are saying he doesn't have a high ceiling, but what I've seen this year, even before, before the six touchdown game. I saw a guy who's mobile, who makes plays outside the pocket, which I didn't think he was very mobile year one. He's hard to take down. Oh, yeah. Now, he's, he hasn't been super accurate, but I think he's able to make plays. And what I've seen from him, I, I'm worried about him. No, I think like he almost reminds me of Aaron Rodgers with some of these throws, just the way he moves around in the pocket, yeah. gets out of some tackles. I mean, I think he's definitely got room for improvement for sure. And I'm not saying the Bucks are good, but he just threw six touchdowns in like three quarters. Yeah. Now, Maggie, <laughs> I mean, come on. Maggie helps. But, oh, for sure, yeah. But, dude, I mean, he's only in week four with his new coach. They're just going to get better. He, hey, he, but he's got the best arguably defense in the NFL. Dude, that defense is – Filthy. It is so filthy. They draft one, like, solid corner this year. Or grab someone for agency, they're set. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm so worried about the Bears. They're 3-1 and one right now. We should be 3-1, and one, but we're half a game back. <laughs> I'm um, very worried about them, dude. It's not good. Yeah, so, and I think I told, I told you this already, but so I missed pretty much every single 1 o'clock game up until half of the 430 games on Sunday, which was horribly depressing. Uh, So you got anything like I missed? What I like, do I need to be filled in on anything? This was the best week of NFL football. I would say, I mean, last year, my heart was totally (laughs) out of it. After week five, it was totally out of it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is understandable. I would say this is the best week of football in two years. It was phenomenal. They, they, they uh, pulled back the flags. They didn't throw as many flags. The games flowed smoother. And it was funny because looking at the matchups coming into this week, you didn't see any that were like, oh, that's a must-watch. It was all like interconference, you know, Bengals, Atlanta, just like ugly matchups, like yeah, stuff you normally didn't see. Almost every game came down to the wire. It was incredible, dude. It was so fun. Yeah, there were almost three different ties. I saw that, right? Yeah, which we need to talk about in a second because overtime rules, I think they goofed. I think they goofed. But did you see any of the Colts game? I did not. I saw none of it. Did you hear what happened? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh, dude. So Colts were down. uh, it, it, It was like two or three scores at one point. I didn't see the whole game. I saw the end. It comes down to... Uh, overtime, and the Colts have the ball on their own 40, 45-yard line. They're on their own side of the field with, yeah. a, with about a minute, minute and a half left in the game. It's fourth and one, fourth and two. It was like fourth and short. And they call a timeout, and Luck goes over to Frank uh, Reich on the sideline. And you thought they were just going to punt it away and pin the Texans deep and probably get out of there with a tie. At least, okay? There's a minute left in overtime. 
instead they come out of the timeout and they they go for it. Oh no. They ran I think they ran a fake. And they didn't <sighs> get it. And so that just pisses me off. So the Texans on the next play threw it to DeAndre Hopkins for like 20, 30 yards, 20 yards. And they kicked a game winning field goal. And it was just like, wow. So, so Frank's taking a lot of heat for that move, but I liked his defense of it. He said, listen, we're changing the mentality. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to play to win. I was like, okay. I mean, I could, I could see why you like that too. So I saw, I saw luck through like 63 passes or something like that. 63 passes. Um, it was it was absurd. Insane. It was absolutely insane. I think he's back. His arm's not back fully, but he's you know he's got the volume no. throws back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, you had that game. You had the Atlanta Bengals game. Arnold. That's the only one I saw. I saw the okay. first quarter and then the very end of it, which is amazing. <laughs> I think Arnov almost committed suicide after watching that game. Like, like he went, <laughs> he went totally dark for like two hours, and then he texted me like two hours later. It was like, oh, what did he say? He was like, ah, oh, he said like console me or something like that. <laughs> so their offense is good now. Uh, I think we can yep. establish that. Yep. Um, it's gonna get better once Freeman gets back and they have more of a run game because I think he's probably right on this Tevin Coleman take. Just watching Tevin Coleman. He doesn't get any goal line carries, which is so frustrating watching fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Edo Smith is definitely not as good as Devontae Freeman. Yeah. And Coleman probably could have had at least two touchdowns last week if he just cut while he was running a straight line in the sideline. Yeah. Uh, so I think Sarkeesian's a good job. Pretty safe right now. Sark's actually looking really good. Yeah. So my bold prediction uh, that he'd be gone by October. Yeah, same. It's fine. I, I, I'm glad he figured it out because – I love seeing – I still love seeing Ridley do good. Gosh, um, dude, he's sick. He's so good. Did you see – all right, so there was a stat. Ridley in 19 targets has six touchdowns. Yeah. Julio in 94 targets has zero. It's just insane, dude. I think Ridley over the last two games has five touchdowns on like six catches or, or six tar or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, no. He's definitely like – it's just winning one-on-one matchups for a deep ball. It's easy. Dude, did you see the route he ran? I think it was his second touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the out route to the – that gosh, was great. It was dirty. It was filthy. That's unguardable. Uh-uh. It was Andre Kirkpatrick, too, which is kind of funny. But So, I, I, the Falcons are safe. Um, Bucks are bad. Saints are weird. Saints are weird. Saints are weird. Um, but so how did Baker look? Cause I saw the score on that game. Yeah. So I, I had, um, like three or four games open at the same time. So I, I watched the game. I didn't see every play. Okay. But here's what I like about Baker. Love his energy. He's got a really strong arm. It zips out of there. It zips. Nice. He made a throw up the seam for a touchdown. I mean, there was no space. There was no window to hit. It was there was nothing there, and he beams this one into the tight end up to see him, and he, he comes back and adjusts for it, and he scored a touchdown. It was very impressive. Nice. So he made some good throws. He also made some boneheaded turnovers, which is going to happen. One of them was he fumbled the snap, like he just never got the snap, and that was in the fourth <laughs> quarter, and that that really hurt them badly. Yeah, but they, so from what I saw, they still should have won that game. I saw Miles yeah. Garrett's 
non-strip sack that was yep. kind of clearly a strip sack, but nah, dude. Uh, I mean, he looked good, and he made he just made a lot of rookie turnover mistakes. Yeah, which is fine. But I'll tell you how humiliating it is to have. Oh, last week. Oh, you know the Jets played a very underrated Cleveland Browns defense to Raiders scoring forty two on the Cleveland Browns defense. So I, I can't get a read on the Raiders. I mean, I've been listening to the herd this week. I can't either. He's high I, I don't think them. they should. Nah, I'm not high. Are you high? I'm not high. I'm not but high. I either. will say Derek Carr is at least not checking it down every throw. I know. I think I don't know if Gruden actually can't. He's like, we're gonna throw the ball now, Derek, or if. I, he feels more comfortable now. Yeah, I don't know. Jo- Jordy don't know still has uh, juice in the tank. I can't believe we let him go. He does. Cooper is Cooper's, apparently yeah. open, and now which he's is great to hear. Of course, of course. I know. So, and dude, I love Jared Cook. I think he's one of the most underrated tight ends in the league. He just continually makes plays. Yeah, he does. He's good. Um, it's another. Packers player gone away. Okay, but. so let's stay in division, and let's talk about what's up, Mahomes. <laughs> showtime. Showtime. Okay, showtime was overdone. It was overdone, but I just saw this tweet today. Pat Mahomes is on record saying that's his nickname growing up. So, I'm not a fan of it. I texted Arnold last night. I was like, "This is this is not a streaming service. His nickname's not Showtime." The more, like, I hear Pat Mahomes, like, because he was telling a couple stories about how he got the nickname, which is kind of cool, but uh, they asked him, how do you stay humble? And he said, everyone on the team mimics his voice, and no one does it better than Andy (laughs) Reid. And so hearing Andy Reid mock you in your own voice, I I like it. I'm I'm a big, I'm becoming a big Pat fan. Where did Uh, did you see this interview? I, it was one of those things I just saw tweets about. Um, oh, so gosh, dude. I got to find this. Yeah, so I'll send you a link if I can find it later. After okay, the pod, okay. But uh, it was just really entertaining because uh, he's, a, he's a cool guy. I watched a bunch of the highlights I missed off that kind of fourth quarter play, the drive to kind of get there because dude, I missed all that. I turned it on when I texted you. I turned it on. But before then, that, that left-handed throw was amazing. It was special. I, I... – haven't seen a left-handed, crazy, out-of-control throw probably since Favre. Yeah. I mean, and it was so Favre-esque. With Von Miller chasing you down? I mean, Gosh. He shifts it to his left hand and just, like, pushes it out like he's in the backyard, and it goes right to him in stride. Yep. Yep. Here's, here's what I love about Mahomes. He's light-skinned. I love him. He's got swagger. He's also just, he seems like such a cool guy. He does. He does. He's got Um, great energy. He's a baller. He's got so much swagger. And then he's got probably the strongest arm in the league. I mean. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's rolling right. And those are the throws you get the least amount of juice on. He is launching that thing. Fast, rolling full speed to the right. It's insane, dude. He's special, Having man. said all that, watch your I'm mouth. Still... Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. The Chiefs should have lost that game, honestly. Because, um, I mean, That's Case should have – Chase 
should have hit that throw to Demarius. Yep. And Demarius clearly quit on the route and then tried to speed back up and catch it and couldn't because he quit on the route. If they had completed that cool backwards lateral, that was a touchdown there too. That um, would have been insane. Which would have been amazing. Uh, so I love that, you know, Pat's playing this well. They're still undefeated. They're doing amazing. But they have absolutely no defense. Uh, the Broncos' offense is pretty trash, and they still could have came away with a win there. Yeah, the uh, the Chiefs' defense is atrocious, which um, which worries me about my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, because they're not going to be able. Because I love like as it gets later in the season, I have absolutely no idea. You know, if the Chiefs even play the Jags, I think they do play the Bears. If I'm thinking correctly, okay. Uh, but that's not until like November which gives teams plenty of time for studying Andy Reid's offense to look at Mahomes and his tells with an actual good defense. Yeah. Dude, we've entered into a new era of the NFL, kind of a changing of the guard. Brady. We have. Brady Breeze, Big Ben Rogers. They're getting older. They've been around for 15 years each. Rogers 11. And now we've got Goff. Mahomes is probably the most fun quarterback to watch on Sundays right now. Like, I, I, I will be oh, tuning yeah. into every one of his games. Uh, uh, Wentz. Wentz. Uh, Watson. Uh, Trubisky. Watson. Yeah. It's a new era. Wilson. Yep. And I love it. I love it. Like, we've transitioned out of the Peyton Manning, Brett Favre era to the Rodgers – era to now these young guys who are going to we're going to be talking about these probably these quarterbacks with our kids you know it's so like and this is even weirder to think because this kind of connects to the whole just getting older thing like because we grew up with basically one generation of quarterbacks we're just now kind of hitting the next generation of actual stable really good quarterbacks yep. we might go through two more of these cycles in our lifetime and that's just yep. weird to think about <laughs> dude that is weird to think about <laughs> Wow, man. Wow, we're getting old. So, yeah, a little, little food for thought there. Um, I could see me hanging out with my kids, and they're like 10. So this will probably be in 15 to 18 years probably. Mahomes could still be playing. Yeah, he could. And that's when my kids are 10. They're going to be watching football when they're six. <laughs> I'll make sure of that. <laughs> I mean, Mahomes is still going to be playing. Wentz is still going to be playing. Watson is still going to be playing. Like, yeah. you're going to see these guys. And I'll have to tell them about Gosh. the glory days of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that one time he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you. Oh, man. Okay. So, let me give you your quick weekly college update. Good. Good. Um, something's wrong with Georgia. I don't know what it is because I don't watch the full game because the full game is really boring. But <laughs> they – did you see Georgia's first touchdown? Um, I watched the game. I, I don't remember the touchdown, though. Oh, it was the one where it should have been a strip sack. It magically went oh, to yes. Isaac yep. hands. And, yep, saw that. Yeah. That's never the way you really want to score a touchdown as the number two team in the nation. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going on with their offense. I don't know if it's Fromm's fault. I don't know if it's the offensive line. I, I don't really watch the games that well. 
But from what I saw watching the first half up until we had to go to the wedding, it's just off. I don't know what it, it, is. it is. It it's off. I think it's a mixture of the offensive line being the tackles suck. Yeah, I don't. And <laughs> um, so Florida does not have the defense to compete. They'll make it close for a half coming up. I think just because uh, Dan Mullen's a good quarterback coach and Felipe Franks can throw the ball really far. Who is um, this? Florida. Yeah, Florida. But they play Kentucky. I think this week. Kentucky this week. LSU. On the next road, three thirty CBS next week. Okay, um, I still don't think Kentucky's very good. I think they're just getting lucky and playing bad teams. Yeah. Uh, so LSU might give them some competition just because of the environment, but LSU's really not that great either. So it's hard I, to say. I, I think they could. I think they could beat Georgia. They could. I don't know. I, I haven't watched how Fromm's playing. If Fromm even plays moderately well, they'll be fine. Just because. They, I mean, Swift is really good. Uh, Hollyfield's really good. The weird thing about Fromm is I wouldn't say he's playing worse than last year. But he's not really? making more plays than last year, if that makes Interesting. sense. Interesting. No, no, I understand. It's just like last year he was a true freshman. Okay, manage the game. Don't make mistakes. It's now almost a little too conservative. Interesting. I don't, I, I don't know what change. I, I mean, a lot of talent left. It's almost like he needs to elevate his play to elevate the the uh, dearth of talent that left. But uh, and it, it's, something's wrong. It's hard to say because at the same time, I mean, you're watching Georgia just become Alabama. People are complaining about like a 26-point win. It's, That's true. It, it could just be you're looking for perfection and you're not going to find it because – That is very um, true. So I, I'm not super concerned yet. I think they'll probably still blow through everyone that left on their schedule with maybe the exception of – which I still think will be won by double digits. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Clemson should have lost, and yep. it's really, really funny that everything had happened the way it did. Um, <laughs> I don't – I really, really just want Kelly Bryant to transfer back to Clemson just because I think it would be very, very funny. But it's not going to happen. He He hasn't – he announced his transfer decision. He kind of quit the football team. Uh, Because if he plays one more game, he loses his last year of eligibility. But everyone was kind of – like his whole team is apparently upset with him for quitting on the team. Yeah, because they had a true freshman to bail him out of that game. Yeah. Okay, so did you see what happened with Lawrence? Yeah, I, I watched the uh, – yeah, that was okay. the new game. I saw this game, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Lawrence goes out with a weird neck concussion injury that they're still not really saying what happened. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the guy. I, I think he in. got his Gosh. hair pulled is, is the problem. Ooh, pulls hair too hard. Interesting. Uh, that's why you shouldn't let women play football. But <laughs> – so oh I don't – I don't know – What's wrong with Clemson either? Because they should have a top five defense yeah. roasting them all night. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even get a sack off their best defensive line in the country quotation marks until the last, literally the very last drive where Syracuse was trying to come back and they got like two sacks on that one play. So definitely a little strange there. I still think Virginia Tech has the chance to upset Clemson. I don't care if they lost to Old Dominion. No way. Um, no way. Did you- 
Clemson does this every year. It's a shaky start. They'll drop one to Syracuse early. <laughs> and then they always round into form. They're, they're making a playoff. They're a lot. And, no, yeah, I believe that too. Um, and I think even if they do lose to Virginia Tech, they'll still be in it unless they lose in the championship game. Yeah. Because uh, I can never remember what, con- what like, division of the conference they're in. It always confuses me with ACC. Okay. Uh, but so they're a little shaky right now. Um, and then let's pull out the big one, Penn State, Ohio State. Yep. Because – so we had our wedding reception. Or was it the wedding? Yeah, it was the actual wedding. We got off the wedding. We came home. We saw – me and my dad sat there and watched the second half of the game. Okay. And – uh, what's his face? What's Penn State's quarterback name? McSorley. Yeah, McSorley. He's still not good, but Ohio State's defense is so bad, they literally let him run on every play. It was insane. He's getting like 10, 15 yards every single carry. Um, so, TC, you have walked into one of my talking points coming into this podcast. Oh, okay, let's hear you it. You stumbled into it. And I just want to say you are 1,000% wrong. Okay. Trace about McSorley. Trace McSorley is the truth. Okay. He's an NFL quarterback, he's, and mm, he's gonna be good in the NFL. I completely disagree, hundred percent. And let me let me outline this background. Go for and it. And then let me see if you can dispute it. So we're exhausted. We've had this huge wedding. We've been up since like you know six in the morning. Uh, it's you know Ohio State's ahead. Clemson needs to convert this fourth down. It's fourth and five. Yep. Um, play clock's running down. They call the timeout. Makes sense. You want to call a timeout, talk about the play. That's fine. So, again, back on the field. Play clock's running down. Ohio State calls a timeout. Yep. All right. That's fine. You know, you want Urban to counter whatever look they have. Uh, so, we get back to it. Third time's a charm. Timeout. Penn State wants to recount or whatever Ohio State did. I'm like – Come on, just snap the ball. I'm exhausted. I want to go to bed. And by this point, I'm just thinking they're not going to win this game. There's no way a team that calls two timeouts in a row ever wins the game. Yep. And so they come out, fourth and five. Ohio State is clearly blitzing. There's like six people on the front of the line. And they call a draw play? It's one of, was it, it, it's it was, one of the worst it, play calls I've ever seen. Is, I couldn't tell if it was a QB draw or a draw to the running back because he couldn't even do anything with the ball because they were back there in, like, two seconds and sacked him. It was a draw to the running back. I don't – and so it's fourth and five against the number three or four team in the country. You need to convert this, and you're not going to let your NFL caliber quarterback throw it. And he was on fire. And he was – I don't understand it. I, I don't see what – Dude, like, come on. That, that might He's have not been, good. If I had to rank the most anticlimactic play calls in football oh, that's history, it's in the discussion. Right now. I mean, I sat there after the third timeout. I was like, okay, I've now waited about three minutes for this fourth and five play. And then they, and what do they do? Like, every single time you get up to the lineup, I'm getting like, angry again. Snap the ball, snap the ball. And then they, it was like a joke on the third one. I was like, are you kidding me? Another timeout? I just wanted to go to bed. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I honestly like when me and Dad started watching this game, we saw Clemson was that or saw Penn State was kind of ahead. Ohio State had that one very bad touchdown where they threw it across the middle, the guy outran everybody. And I'm like, all right, they're gonna try because they were still up by three at that point, I think. They're like, they're gonna come out, they're gonna try to run the ball to wear out the clock. And then they're just going to choke it. Because that's what always happens to pretty much every team in football history. Yeah. They try to run the clock out. 
Yep. And that's what happened to Penn State. And then I'll admit McSorley made like one or two good throws, but all he was doing was running out of the pocket and like going for four or five yards here and there. That's not going to cut it. Okay. Can I, can I state my case now? All right. Yeah, please. Let me hear your case. I've heard from you, from our friend Greg, from all sorts of clowns over the last two, three years. McSorley sucks. Mick Buns, he should be called. All this garbage. Every single time I've watched him, he has made plays. I've never seen him in two years. How, how long has he started for? Two or three years? I think it's just two. Okay. I've seen him every single time I've seen him. He's making plays, making big-time NFL throws, hanging in the pocket, scrambling, making plays with his feet. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He understands the game. He seems very intellectual about it. Now, he is small, but so is Russell Wilson and Baker. It's a new age. It's a new age. Not buying it. I'm sorry. I love his name. He did pretty okay. He's running too much. I think he's running too much, and I don't like it. I'm staying away. He plays some of the best defenses every year. And he continually is in the running for the conference. It, that the Rose doesn't Bowl, mean anything. The Rose Bowl two years ago against USC. Yes. That classic. Right. Like, it was like 51 to 45 or something. Yeah. He balled out that game, dude. He dominated that game. He went toe-to-toe with Sam Darnold. What does it say about you that your coach doesn't – First down, though. Big red flag. I don't think it was a trust thing. I think it was, uh, I'm scared. I'm at home. I'm playing Ohio State in our house. We have blown the game. How are we going to blow it even more? What's the dumbest call I could make here? And that's what that's what he called. I don't think it was, uh, I'm not putting this in Trace McSorley's hands. Okay. All right. We'll we'll have to agree to disagree on this one because it's going to take a lot for me to get over my McSorley. Um, why, why do you hate uh, him? Because I just don't think – because there are so many chances for uh, – I don't know if it's him or just my Penn State hate is making me hate him more because there are so many chances to watch them finally take down Ohio State and honestly win the Big Ten, which they haven't done in years. And they just like continually choked every opportunity. And he was the quarterback, so I kind of put a lot on him too. I think he beat Ohio State two years ago. I mean, I think he beat Ohio State in Penn State. It was a whiteout. I'm pretty sure they beat Ohio State. They might have. They still didn't win the Big Ten. Yeah, Wisconsin. He went toe to toe a couple weeks later with with uh, Darnold. I'll keep. All right. I'll try and keep an more open mind. I'll give you that. Oh, I mean, would you say Ohio State's one of the best defenses this year? No, I'd say they're one of the worst. They're not. They have no defense right now. It's bad. Okay, well then I'll segue off of that point. <laughs> they are bleeding. <laughs> uh, okay, well, which I mean, they've lost like Lattimore, Eli Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, all these people over and over again. To expect it eventually. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm all in on him. I think he's uh, this year. It's going to be him and Stidham are going to be the top quarterbacks drafted. I think. Yeah, probably. I think he's going to be good. Um. 
Okay, well, that was all I had. Alabama's still, like, amazing, but uh-huh. it's to be expected. Okay, shall we transition to our Mount Midoriyama? Ooh, wait, actually. Okay, right, yeah. So, because we haven't talked about movies in a while, and there's oh, been, oh, like, yes, a couple of things yes. I've been typing down, too. Uh, so, have you seen this? I cannot remember the name of it. I didn't write it down. All I wrote down was Bradley Cooper, yeah, Lady Gaga. Yes. Do you see? I have it written down in my notes. <laughs> I have it written down. What do you think? I think it's going to be amazing. I'm really intrigued, and everyone is like praising Lady Gaga's performance, and she looks normal. I I didn't recognize her as Lady Gaga. I didn't recognize her. I think she looks really pretty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think she's a pretty so, lady. I mean, I kind of want to see this. Her and Bradley Cooper. It just seems like something that might kind of mesh together pretty well. It is sometimes the craziest duos work out for unexplainable reasons. For example, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Yeah. That just works. It just works. It's unexplainable. I uh, think Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga could have that type of thing. I mean, you never would have put them together. No. And honestly, like having Lady Gaga star in a movie was not something I would have ever thought would be a good idea either. But I, I don't know. Maybe she can pull it off. This is probably going to be a movie I go and watch by myself. And just, you know, maybe get a little, a little emotional. I don't oh, know. yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm not gonna go I'm not really sure what it's about other than something to do with singing and like but because the trailer was very weird I don't really know like I couldn't really figure out what the movie was about at all but I like uh, that though it's a total yeah, surprise vague all they were letting you know was that it's Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga it's vague but like, the best part about the trailer is you can tell that Bradley Cooper's on his A game like you can just oh, yeah. tell that he's in the zone and it's going to be an amazing performance. Yeah. There were so many shots of them kind of just smiling, yeah. like looking at each other and just suddenly smiling. I was, it was a very recurring theme, so I feel like it's going to be a pretty happy movie. I think it's going to uh, so be very sad. I like happy movies. I think it's going to be sad. <laughs> um, Let me throw this out real fast, real fast. Okay. Could this be a kind of Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment for Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. They make a movie together. They have a connection on screen. And then it leads to a very hot and heavy romance off screen. I don't see why not. And I honestly think that's the best take we've had on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I, I, there's got to be some website you can bet on stuff like that, right? There's, yeah, there's got to be. I mean, there's Celebrity Death <coughs> Celebrity Deathwish is online. There's got to be. Oh, there's got to be like a matchmaker sort of thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's good. Good insight there. You're, you're reading a lot more of that trailer than I was. Oh, I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had this written down at least two weeks ago, and I just keep forgetting about it. But did you see that Jordan Peele is starting the Twilight Zone again? What? Yeah, he's starting up the Twilight Zone again. Wow, dude. That, that I think that's really, really, really good. good. I, I know, because Get Out was amazing. I think, you know, just, like, with everything happening, like, I mean, it's going to be so cool to see, like, you know, today's technology used to make that. And then I, I'm really excited for it. I think he's going to do a good oh, job. Oh, that's going to be good, dude. It's going to be kind of like a rival to Black Mirror, probably. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know when it's coming out. I, I want to say it's coming out on Netflix, but I read the article, like, two weeks ago, so I'm a little fuzzy on that. Is this his uh, first thing since Get Out? I think directing wise, I think it is. Okay. 
Um, and the last thing I had written down, have you seen the new Creed trailer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I loved it. I can't wait. And then they had the old Rocky music in the background, kind of darker. Yep. Oh, man, I lost it then. I was like, this is amazing. It's going to be real good. <laughs> it's gonna be... I mean, dude, he's fighting for his father's memory. And... It's awesome. I cannot wait. I can't wait. Did you ever see the first one? The number four? Or Creed? Uh, Creed. No, no, no. I'm watching that before it comes out, though. Okay, good, good, good. Um, another movie coming out soon. First Man. It looks good. It looks good. Um, are, you, are you amped about it or not? I'm not, like, amped about it. I think it looks good. I just feel like it might be one of those movies that... Because they always make, like, these weird historical, emotional movies Yeah. that come off kind of flat, at least to me. Okay. And so I thought it looked really good. I like the casting. I'm just hesitant. I'm going to go see it anyway. I, I, I'm really excited. Like, that's... <gasps> Like that movie, I'm excited about coming out. That's really it until like May. I'm, you know, I'm probably forgetting something, but that's like the movie right now um, that I'm excited about. Gosh, so in the future for me, I mean, Wreck It Ralph two. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, pretty hyped about that. Oh, the new Fantastic gosh. Beast this fall. Okay, I got to see I the first know. one. Jeffrey says it's great. It was. It's not. I mean, it's not amazing. It's worth a watch if you enjoyed Harry Potter. But this one has Jude Law playing like a younger Dumbledore. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. So I mean, just watching him do it, I thought he looked pretty good. I'm kind of psyched for that. But all right, all right. You ready for Mount Midoriyama? Let's do our Mount Midoriyama. Okay. Okay. This is the Mount Midoriyama of. Things you put a lot of effort into and realize it's not really worth it. <laughs> Is that right, how I described it? Was that yep. Accurate? Yep. Okay. And this time I made sure to read it twice and I didn't go full dyslexia on it. So. Okay, good. So we're same page. Yeah. So, ho, go. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. That was a horrible joke. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. So, my first one farming mats in Fortnite. <laughs> I. <laughs> can't tell you because they do this thing where like they nerfed how many mats you got out of certain trees so now you have to go did they really they did it a while ago so like the best trees right now are the like the apple trees those give you 30 for like three or four hits the big trees give you like 40 for about 10 hits it takes forever because like i use mats left and right just i just build stuff for fun and so Like, I'm just sitting there, you know, I get some shield, and I, go, I just go farm. I just farm. I sit there, and I farm, and then yeah. the very next person I run into, I die. And so I have, like, 600 mats. I spent about five minutes in this game just chopping down tree after tree after tree, and then I just die. And I start another game and do it all over. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's a good one, dude. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Also, I'm very excited about our Fortnite this week. I cannot wait. Oh, my uh, gosh. I'm going to go tomorrow and, uh, and buy this. Yes. Movie. Let's go. So Thursday night, I got pulled into a trivia game from 7 to 9. Okay. Which is 10 your time. But I will be on at 9 my time. But That's then, fine. I... Fr- like Friday, I've got nothing. Saturday, Sunday. Okay. I don't even work Friday morning, so I'll be up kind of late. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. All right, that's a good one, dude. Okay, so my first one is um, 
the theme song of this podcast. <laughs> I spent probably I spent probably two or three hours on that thing. It's probably going to get removed for copyright and trademark infringement. Ah, details, dude. Did you spend that long on it? Dude, I when I start something stupid like that, it's like I want it to actually be kind of decent. It is pretty decent, dude. I really it's, like it. I think it's it's great. not a horrible. It's not horrible, but like I spent at least an hour, at least an hour, just like lining up the clips to like get the <laughs> drums to come in at the right time, and probably another hour like thinking about movie quotes that I could put in there and downloading audio <laughs> from YouTube. I love it. I love it. Oh, so man. That's my first one. See, when you said that, I thought you were implying that it's not worth even listening through the theme song for the podcast. <laughs> the podcast is. <laughs> Which I think there's an argument for. But... There's a definite argument for that. <laughs> okay. So my second one is The Bachelor. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had, and I think I'm starting to wake up. It's going to depend a lot on Good. who's involved in the next few seasons. But I had so much emotional investment in Kindle, and that was it. And all those hours watching that show, because this is, like, first off, this show is just horrible to watch by yourself. I don't see how people do it. I always forget, and I, like, watch clips or highlights just to kind of know what's going on. Yeah. But it's just boring. It's just annoying, and... She just ends up with some grocery store guy anyway. So, TC, not you worth see it. the light. Not worth it. You see the light. It, it, the Bachelor's good for an episode here or there. Like, w- once you become used to the drama, it kind of loses uh, yeah, the it gets old. But if you step away for a year or two, forget about it, come back, you're like, this, this show's great. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just wears on you. So, um, I cannot watch The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is not worth it for, I think, anybody. because yeah, you don't want to look at a bunch of dudes. Like, the only exactly. reason you're really watching, if you are watching, is to see the girls. Exactly. The girls are hot. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's a good one. My second one is thinking about how to approach random girls. <laughs> I wonder what brought that up. <laughs> it's just very sad. It's very sad. I and, mean, you spend time doing it, you get it right in your head, and then you just don't even do it. You don't even execute There have been – I mean, because you go into a class, you have a pretty girl there. The whole class is dedicated to like, all right, how do I talk to her? What's that conversation going to be about? What's it going to be like? What are we going to do after? And you don't even talk to her. And yep. so that's a whole class you just wasted. Yeah. Doing nothing. You pack up and leave. It's <laughs> sad. It's very sad. <laughs> um, all right, my third one. Uh, decorating a college apartment. And <laughs> what? this is one. All right. So at least for me, we had so many decorations when I first moved into my first apartment, all this stuff was everywhere. I put all these things everywhere. And then I moved out a year later, had to take it all down. <laughs> Second time when I moved into a different one, I put up like half of it. And so when I moved out again, I had to take it all down again. And third time, like where I'm living now, I, everything is just shoved under the bed. I'm not even gonna bother putting it up. I'm gonna be out of there like in six months anyway. What's the point? So, <laughs> what? Like, if you don't plan on staying in the same apartment for a full four years, what's the point of putting anything up? 
because you're just going to move out and you have to take it all down. You know, that's not bad. I mean, I, I'm laughing at you as I sit here in my family room and I have two posters on the floor that I haven't hung up yet. I've been here like a month. <laughs> and you're just like, I mean, I guess I could put it up. But I mean, are you also thinking, I don't know how long I'm going to stay here. Like, yeah. I'm going to be out of this job anyway. How much, does, the point? Yeah, how much does a spackle cost to fill the hole? <laughs> <laughs> too much work you know at first when you said that i was like what are you talking about and now <laughs> i'm a fan of it you've won me over like because i know like in y'all's old apartment you had all that stuff over the walls and i'm pretty sure it was mostly a mods probably uh, we, uh no that was almost all of mine my mom bought me all those <laughs> stupid decorations and she basically wouldn't let me not hang it up gotcha so I mean, yeah, it was like a whole deal. I had a when you move out, it sucks to take it down. It does. That I can't argue with. Okay, my third one is writing down and keeping track of jokes that pop into my head. <laughs> I, I I spend a pretty decent amount of time like like thinking about how to make the situation I'm in into a joke, like, like a stand-up joke or like, yeah, a, yeah. like a potential comedy episode. And then when I get something that I like, I write it down in my phone. So I've probably got a hundred of these stupid jokes. And like, I go through them every once in a while and I keep, I just keep telling myself one day I'm going to do stand-up and it could be decent and I, I could get good at it. And I've been telling myself this for three or four years. It's just a waste of time. I've never done it. Listen, listen. I understand the frustration. You can't quit on this, though. Okay. Part of it is because you've been doing it for so long, you can't just quit. Yeah, the, the, the classic sunk cost fallacy right there. I'm exactly. Like but, but the other part is, like, like you never know when these jokes are going to come in handy, whether you do stand-up or not. Um, I mean, I enjoy doing it. I'm going to continue doing it, but just looking at it, I'm like, this is like up to this point, it has definitely not been worth it. I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> Listen, I completely like I do the same thing with everything I write. I'm, I feel like I'm never going to use any of this. It's all trash anyway. I'm never going to use it, but you can't stop. Because okay. I mean, part of, like, it's just fun. If you enjoy it, why? I mean, it shouldn't be a big deal. I like it. That's a good mindset. <laughs> um, all right. So, my last one is wearing matching socks. <laughs> How long does it take okay. you to wear matching socks? Wait, are you saying like this is a like? Right, so, do you wear matching socks? I probably ninety percent of the time wear matching socks. Okay, yeah, I hardly ever wear socks that don't match. And I was thinking about it today because, so just going off my whole poster thing, because I don't really have a dresser in the room I'm in now. I haven't really unpacked all my clothes from the duffel bags they've been in since I moved out. Okay, for about two and a half months. I've just been recycling the same laundry basket over and over and over again. It's a, it's a fairly big laundry basket. So it's not like, Oh okay. wow. Then you wear that shirt three days ago. <laughs> but the problem with that is like, I don't, I just throw my socks in there. And so I wash them and I can't find the match. I know it's in there. I just can't find it. And so I spend like, you know, sometimes up to 10 minutes in the morning, just looking for the other matching sock in this giant laundry basket. But what's really the point? Interesting. No one's looking at my socks. Are you wearing I'm, ankle socks? I mean, not, uh, what do you do? Like below the ankle or above the ankle? Like how much of the sock is visible through the shoe? 
uh, pretty visible, but, but okay. So it's pretty visible. But when I say matching socks, like I have pretty much all these socks that like they're black and might have different colors, like on the bottom or like have a different weird line thing. Yeah. So even if they didn't match, people would know, Oh, he's just wearing some black socks. But I can't help it. (laughs) Like, and even like if I wanted to wear socks that, you know, maybe they were even different colors. First off, how often do you notice that about people, especially guys? No one's looking at guys' socks. And then because I work every day, I'm always wearing pants anyway. No one can see my pants unless, like, I pull them up. They can't see my shoes. Okay, they can't so see my socks. let me challenge you. Go a okay. week without even looking. Just pick out your black socks blindly and put them on. It's not bad. See if your life see, changes. The only thing I've been, like, concerned about is... Because, like, socks have different feels. So if it's, like, a different brand or type of sock, and I just grab this other sock, my whole day is going to be thrown off because I'm wearing, like, one that's a little thicker than the other. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does that make sense? See, I think it makes a little this is sense. a TV episode right here. This is it. <laughs> you wake up, you look at your drawer, and you're just like, uh, it's going to be a bad and day. At least for me, like, just going my whole life wearing matching socks, like, I can't imagine, like, how someone that doesn't wear matching socks lives their life. I'm kind of, like, interested. Does that say something about them? Something something wrong? I mean, they definitely wouldn't have OCD. So that's a good thing. But they could also be just a total loose cannon. Chaotic. No moral compass. No structure. All over the place, yeah. Like a hippie in mm. Woodstock. That's, an, that's a new flag we'll have to look for. Okay. Check girls' socks. match their personality okay dude i love it okay my last one is cooking it is (laughs) i'm such a bad cook i spend so much time doing it put so much effort into it so much thought and then what comes out is just like this (laughs) sucks this doesn't taste good i don't know if this chicken's cooked all the way through Is this a health hazard? What's going on? Dude, TC, I've had a disaster the last week with my food. (laughs) For one, and I know this isn't cooking, but I had a bowl of cereal last week, and it tasted weird. I was like, like, what's wrong with this cereal? I go to work. I come back. I open the fridge. My milk is spoiled. It's chunky. And then I'm like... Oh, that's why it tastes so bad. And then, like, and then you do that thing with, like, the placebo, like, my stomach starts hurting, but I know yeah. it's, like, my stomach yeah. hasn't hurt all day, but now I'm like, uh, oh, is that? You know. I- am I getting oh, sick? Oh, man. So that happened. But then even more embarrassing, I made pancakes the other night. I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me get up some courage here and cook some pancakes. Or maybe, do you bake pancakes or do you cook pancakes? I don't know. I don't know either. So anyways, I, of course, don't have measuring cups. So I'm sitting <laughs> here with a glass and I'm like eyeballing my flour mixture, my water, my oil. And I put it in this bowl, and I mix it together, and it's too runny, and I add more mix, and now it's too thick, so I add more water. I end up having, like, these pancakes. I end up coming up with four pan- like four actual cakes. 
all the batter made four cakes. The worst pancakes I've ever had. They were, they were floury. There was no flavor. They were dense. And I'm like, I just spent 45 minutes making these awful pancakes. And I ate every bite of them because I was so hungry. It was sad. I completely agree with you, which is why I'm always at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> See, I went, like, my first month here in August, I went to Chipotle every single night for dinner. It was just $7.39 every single day. And then I was like, you know, I can eat dinner for three bucks if I, like, work up the courage and develop the skill. It's just not going to happen. But I need, this is why I need a now. girlfriend. Yep, to cook for you. That's, like, Get in the same. kitchen, make me some dinner. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast. I think I just said women can't play football, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so, girl update, real quick. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is okay. It's another Chick Fil A girl, which good. So I'm not sure, and this is why, you know, first impressions, like you mess it up, and it it just sucks. It sucks. So yeah. Uh, there's this one girl that's been working here for a while. And she's really, really, really cute. And she has kind of like an Emma Stone voice, which I find really attractive. That's interesting. So I don't see her a lot anymore just because I can basically only come here for dinner and she mainly works during lunch times. But I literally just saw her. She was apparently sitting in Chick-fil-A. She just walked with a friend and she was in like civilian clothes, really attractive, uh, and just drove off. So I'll probably never see her again, honestly. Wait, you just saw her Um, right now? Just right now. She's literally parked. Like I'm sitting in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. She was parked in the Burger King parking lot walking like to her car. Oh, my so. gosh, dude. You should have shut me up and got out of your car and go and talk to her. <laughs> so, all right. Well, like I said, learning experience. Um, learning experience. But so – because I thought she's cute for a while, but I never talked to her. And this, this sucks. I'm going to hear her just saying this. So, oh, no. Uh, I used to have – like one of my roommates had a friend that worked here named Laurel and she was trying to hook me up with this girl. Okay. Uh, She said, this girl's very religious. She knows I'm very religious. Yeah. She's just like talking me up to this girl. Yeah. And so that freaked me out. It freaked me out. Yeah. She said she talked to this girl about me too. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I come in one day and she's the only one at the counter. So I'm talking to her. And she asked me, how's my day going? I'm like, oh, it's great. I just got off work. I'm just going to chill for a little bit. She asked me, oh, where do you work? Back when, so I said, the Carl Vinson Institute of Government. And (laughs) there, because I don't know if it was how I said it, because going through my mind, thinking it, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to explain? Because I hate explaining my job to people. I still don't know what to do. It's been like three years. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. And just the way it comes off is very pretentious. And I think, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to come off as pretentious? How am I going to explain what I do? And so I said that, and then I was trying not to explain what I do just because I didn't want to get into it. And I think that made me seem even more pretentious. Like, oh, it's so important. I can't explain it. And so ever since then, I just, I think, I think it's been ruined. Dang, dude. Dude, the talk up is not good. The talk up is not Ah. a good thing. Now, I wish you just hadn't told me anything. Now there's a, a, a bar of expectations that you've got to live up to. You're constantly questioning yes. if you're meeting the standards that have been set for you. 
And, and and the last thing you do is like the last thing you're doing is being yourself. And oh, for sure, it sucks. So, I just watched her walk away. Hate it. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, Molly's working tonight. I can try to get in there. Fingers crossed. Well, dude, I, I wish you luck. If she's not in there, we can both just fall asleep tonight in our pool of tears and sorrow. <laughs> but if she is in there, I want you to say something that's a little bit risky, a little bit flirty, and go from there. Got you. Okay. I'm going to think about it. I'm just going to just... just pull the trigger. First thing that comes to your head. I'm ready. I did. All right. Well, All right. another great episode. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. We will. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Adios.